everyone, and welcome to the Sisters in Sustainability podcast. If this is your first time listening, each week we examine how women are taking strides to help achieve the United Nations 17 Sustainable Development Goals. I am your host, Victoria Lynn. Today we are joined by Ariana Sperlin. She is the current Miss Luzerne County's Outstanding Teen, a candidate within the Miss America organization, and an advocate for Parkinson's disease awareness. Ari, welcome. We're so excited to have you. So please just tell us a little bit about yourself and your social impact initiative. So I am 15 and I am a sophomore and I love to dance. My social impact initiative is Unshakable, Overcoming Parkinson's Through Education, Advocacy, and Acceptance. Um, basically what that means is I want people to know what Parkinson's is and how you can find it and see it in other people. And also to know that Parkinson's is just a chapter in your life. It is not your whole life. It does not define who you are. Awesome. So Parkinson's disease is something that I think everybody is aware of, but maybe doesn't know exactly what it means and, you know, how it impacts people. So give us a little bit of background. What was your intro into, you know, Parkinson's disease? So my grandfather has had Parkinson's for the 15 years that I've been alive. So I've seen firsthand how it affects him and how it affects the people around him. He has stutters, he has tremors, he falls a lot, short-term memory. And not only does that affect him, but it affects my grandmother a lot as well, because she has to ask him multiple times, what are you saying? Or she has to walk him down the stairs so he doesn't fall. So seeing this, I've kind of experienced as I'm out in public and I know what Parkinson's is, but our people around us are staring at him kind of like, what's wrong with him? Which I get, it's okay and people don't understand, but at the same time, we shouldn't be looking at people saying, what's wrong with him? We should just say, oh, I know what's wrong with that person. And you know what? It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, absolutely. I think you make a really great point there. Um, and before we met, I... I knew obviously what Parkinson's disease was, but I wasn't super familiar with it. So, you know, say you're talking to somebody who has no idea what it is. They've heard of it, but they, they don't know the ins and outs of it. What's something that you can really kind of explain if you had to sum it up to somebody, what is it? What is Parkinson's disease? So I don't know if you've ever seen the movie inside out, but in your brain, there's all of your emotions and they're on this big board and they're controlling everything you do. Basically that's how our brain works. There's our brain cells that are pulling levers, hitting switches, pushing buttons, making you function on a daily life. Every day, though, our brain cells do die off. Thankfully, though, other brain cells step in to take over for that brain cell. With Parkinson's, your brain cells start to die off and the other cells aren't reacting the way they should. They don't jump in to take over. They're kind of just like blindsided so that brain cell is gone. So there's nothing to take over and fix the problem that has now occurred. Right. And how does that kind of show its impact in people? So with Parkinson's patients, you can start to see, even in the early stages of Parkinson's, their hands will shake very much. You can watch them eat soup and they won't have any soup on the spoon by the time that they get it to their mouth. Or they'll trip down the stairs or they might misplace their keys, which is a normal thing, but they could have their keys in their hand and look at you and say, well, where are my keys at? And you could tell them it's in your hand, their hand and they'll still not know where it is. So I think something that maybe confuses a lot of people, dementia and Alzheimer's run in a lot of people's families. They run in my family. How do you kind of differentiate the two? I mean, is dementia a symptom of Parkinson's disease? Are they different from one another? You know, where, where is the correlation for that? 
Yes, absolutely. So people always ask me all the time that same question because so many people are misdiagnosed with Parkinson's or with Alzheimer's when it's actually the other one. So the main difference I have to say is Alzheimer's is focused mainly like the biggest problem with Alzheimer's is your memory. My other, my great grandfather had Alzheimer's. So I've gotten to see how Alzheimer's and Parkinson's are hand in hand. So with Alzheimer's, you lose your memory mostly. That's the first thing that goes and that's what goes the most. Where with Parkinson's, it's your balance that is taking the biggest toll on. So it's more the motor function for people. Yeah. Okay. Now, I mean, you said it yourself earlier, you're 15 years old. So as a young person, you know, as somebody who is hopefully decades and decades away from ever having to worry about a Parkinson's diagnosis for yourself, you know, how, how can you make this a focus for other people your age? Why should people your age care about this issue? So I'll be really honest, when it comes to teenagers, we veer off and we're just kind of like, what, what did you say? Like, that's not important to me. It doesn't affect me. Why should I care? And I understand that a lot because we just kind of like, we care about ourselves and that's how a lot of teenagers are. But it's very important because a lot of teenagers, including myself, we care very much about our grandparents. Like, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but when you're a teenager, like your grandparents are just so important to you in your life. And so many people's parents and grandparents have Parkinson's. So it's important for them, not only because could their family member have it, but they need to know what it is because maybe their grandparents' friend has it and they're in public and they say to their grandparents, well, what's wrong with them? And then their grandparents are going to look at them and kind of be like, well, that's kind of offensive. Like you shouldn't have said that. So it's just a matter of like knowing to be able to see it. So not only are you not offending other people, but that you're knowledgeable to help others understand what it is. Yeah, awesome. Um, and as we do in each episode, you know, we take a look at, at the work that you're doing as, as a Miss America candidate to kind of help your community. But obviously the main focus of our podcast is to really examine how the work that our candidates are doing impacts the sustainable development goals for the United Nations. So if we're examining how Parkinson's disease advocacy and awareness really kind of falls into it, we're going to be examining sustainable development goal three, which is good health and wellness. And this really focuses on ensuring the health and well-being for people of all ages. Now, this particular goal is pretty common among a lot of Miss America candidates, you know, especially in their work that they're doing because physical health and mental health are increasingly important. What are you doing as a candidate to promote your social impact initiative? So I post a lot on social media about my social impact initiative because not only do I want to reach people around me, but I want to reach people who are millions and millions of miles away from me. I'm also talking to people just outside, like people will come up to me and they'll be like, oh my gosh, are you so-and-so? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, well, why? Why are you this? And I explained to them, well, this, this is what I'm fighting for. Or I wear jewelry that says Parkinson's disease or unshakable all the time. And they're like, what does that mean? Explain it to me. And I think that's a great conversation starter is when you have something on you that pertains to what you want to talk about. Because people will notice it and then they're like, well, why do you wear that? What is, what is the meaning of it? And it gives you a really great opportunity to open up their eyes to what you want them to see and what they need to see. That's actually a great point. You make a really awesome, you made a really great comment in there. 
of, of wearing things that you are identifiable. And of course, I think when everybody thinks of a pageant girl or a Miss America contestant, they think of that crown and sash. Um, and so it really does kind of make you a beacon for these kinds of things. But you said something unshakable, unshakable. So your social impact initiatives title is unshakable. Why? Why did you pick that? What does that mean? How, how does that impact people? So like I've said before, when you have Parkinson's, you do have tremors. But not only do you have tremors, but it shakes up your mental health very much so. Um, you start to give up on yourself and you don't realize you are until it's too late. So saying unshakable is saying that even though you might be battling this battle, you are still yourself. You do not like be grounded in who you are and don't let this overcome you. Like don't let it beat you down. All right. Awesome. Now, I know we've had conversations previously. You're looking to form some partnerships. You know, tell us about organizations that you are looking to work with or that you have worked with that are helping you further your mission with uh, Parkinson's disease. So I'm currently working with Rocksteady Boxing. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's a boxing place in Northeast Pennsylvania. And it has to do with working up the function skills of your motor with Parkinson's. Like I've mentioned before, you lose your balance a lot and you tend to struggle with just daily movements. But when you're boxing, it takes it slow. You take one punch at a time and it kind of gets you to focus and to breathe and to realize what you're doing. All right. So one thing that you focus on with your social impact initiative is education. And I think this is one thing that I really like to mention because it comes up a lot when we talk about sustainability and all the issues surrounding it. So how are you helping to create Parkinson's education? So a great way I think with education is when you start young with kids, because they kind of can comprehend it more. It's the same thing as a, you can't teach a dog, an old dog new tricks. So when it comes to that, little kids kind of look at you if you start saying brain cells and they're like, what is that? What are you talking about? I don't know what happens in your brain. So I currently have a book that I wrote. It will be publishing soon. Um, it's called Pop with Parkinson's. And it kind of just takes you back to if you were in a four-year-old state of mind and they're explaining it to you as in like, it's a boo-boo. And I want to go into schools and read this to kids and kind of have them understand not the full complexity of what Parkinson's is, but to understand that, oh, well, a Parkinson's is scary. I don't have to be afraid of it. Awesome. Now, going into schools, I know that this is usually this is a pretty common appearance for Miss America title holders, which really brings me to a kind of perfect transition. The Miss America organization is growing, especially for young women like yourself. Um, you're obviously in the teen division. So tell me, why the Miss America organization? Why did you pick this? What do you love the most about being a candidate? Why is this the organization for you and for all women like you? So from a young age, I've loved helping people and I've loved working and I, I love getting out of my community. And when I was kind of like looking into things, I was like, well, it's like acting, modeling, that, that's not exactly what I want. I'm not talking to people. I'm not helping anybody. So when I was looking into doing pageants, I saw the Miss America organization and I saw how the, one of the biggest things they do is they get out in their community and they are helping people constantly. And I was like, I, I want to do that. I want to love, I love that. Like I want to get out in my community. I want to help people. I want people to think that I'm here for them if they need me. Um, so that was kind of why I got into it. My favorite part so far of this is just the relationships I've gotten to make 
I've gotten closer to you. I've gotten closer to my sisters in the NEPA competition. And I've gotten closer with my board of directors. And honestly, I just love all of the relationships I've made and I wouldn't take it back for anything. Yeah, to give a little bit of background for those listening at home, um, we can see each other, but you obviously cannot see us. Um, But Ari and I have worked together for the last couple of months, and she is a doll. Um, That's why we are so excited to have her here with us on the Sisters in Sustainability podcast, because she's doing incredible work. And just like she mentioned, all the women in the Miss America organization are dedicated to doing really amazing, important work for their communities. So let's do a couple of fun questions because I think that this is the perfect, you know, Miss America-esque thing to do. If you had to choose a social impact initiative or another issue to focus on that was not your current social impact initiative of Unshakable, what would it be and why? It's probably really common, especially today, but it would have to be mental health. I'm in high school and I walk around through the halls and you can you can just feel like the mental health issues in the hallways as you're walking like it's it's it sounds weird but you can you can feel the anxiety coming off of kids or like the depression and I just think it's something that really needs to be talked about how do you think mental health impacts you know those dealing with Parkinson's and maybe their families so people don't die from having Parkinson's they die from the fall and they die from the depression of it So having bad mental health with Parkinson's is honestly just, it's awful because you give up on yourself so quickly and you just, you don't want to continue. You just sit and you don't care about life at all anymore. And it's honestly hurting you more than Parkinson's is because you feel like you don't have a life. You feel like Parkinson's is your life. And that's honestly what gets people the most. Yeah. And and that's something, again, you know, sustainable development goal three really focuses on mental health is a huge thing. And there will be episodes when we do get to talk about mental health. And I'm really excited uh, for all of that. And Ari, I hope that you'd be welcome to or be willing, I should say, to come back and join us uh, again for another episode where we can talk about, again, some more impact that the women in this organization have. But what would you say to a young woman who's considering the Miss America organization, but isn't sure she's right for it? I would say, try it, do it. You will never know. This was my first ever pageant for the Merce America organization. And I walked in completely blindsided. I had no idea what was happening. And it was probably one of the best days of my life. I got to make so many relationships. I had so much fun. And I learned so many new things, not only from others, but about myself. And it was just a fun thing. Even if I didn't win, I still would have enjoyed that day so much. I will say, I think that's one of always the best parts of working, um, especially with the teen candidates. I have the privilege of working with a handful of teen candidates. Um, but it's it's watching women who, and I was, I still consider myself one of these women, women who don't fit the traditional pageant or or scholarship competition mold. You know, growing up when I was a teen Ari's age, I never saw women like me on the Miss America stage or women like I would see today. So I never considered myself somebody who would have been successful in this organization. And I think that's the beauty of it. And as we get more young women who they themselves have said several times, I could never do that or that's not for me is so important because Ari, you're a perfect example. I can't remember how many times uh, I heard you say, this isn't for me. There's there's absolutely no reason why I should be doing this because it's not for me. And now you are one of the organization's biggest 
advocates and proponents. And I mean, you're a spitting example of exactly what this organization looks for. So here's something that I, I always loved. This was one of my favorite questions I ever got when I was a teen. If I was a judge at a local competition or a state competition or the national competition, or let me say, if you were a judge and the candidate, what is the one question you want a judge to ask you and how would you answer it? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, the one question I would probably want to be asked is like, what led me to choosing Parkinson's probably, or like what led me to choosing my social impact? Because I did bounce around a lot. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Like there were just so many options and I related to so many things, but Parkinson's really just stood out to me. And it's just, it's somewhere in my heart that I just had to do it. There was something about me that I was like, people don't know about this. I need to be the one that tells them. Now, I know that we touched a little bit on your book. Um, What inspired you to write it? Has this been a dream of yours for a long time? You know, writing a book obviously takes a heck of a lot of effort. So what helped you get to that phase? What brought you there? Honestly, when I was little and I saw that my grandfather had Parkinson's, I had zero idea what to do. I thought he was contagious. That's the honest truth. And my parents had to sit me down and they had to explain it to me. And I feel like when you're explaining a disease or something that's wrong with someone to little kids, it's, you got to break it down for them. And I just thought, well, little kids aren't going to, they're, they're not going to understand. I didn't understand. I still struggle to understand some of the components of it. So I wanted to write a book that if a little kid was wanting to learn about this, they could read this book very easily, but it was also giving them the gist of, oh, well, this, this makes sense now. This isn't big words. I can understand what's going on. I've got this, which kind of like helps out. Cause even my, I have a little sister and she has very little understanding of what Parkinson's is. And I had her read this, the book before I said anything to anybody about it. And she looked at me and she was like, Oh, is that what that is? I, okay. That makes more sense. That so, moment of, Oh, I get it now. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. That's awesome. And it's, it's awesome really seeing young women like you step up and do, do these important things. And I know that you talk about your relationship with your grandfather and how important that is for you. You know, talk about that a little bit more, you know, as somebody who has to watch a loved one deal with Parkinson's, what does it mean for you? How has it impacted your relationship? So like, yeah, like I did say before, my grandparents mean the world to me. They're my favorite people in the whole world. And I spend a lot of time with them. My grandfather that does have Parkinson's though, it has definitely put a very big damper on my relationship with him at certain times. Like we still hang out. We still talk. I absolutely love him to pieces, but I know when we were little, he was that guy that was on the floor playing dolls with me because nobody else wanted to. Then as I started to get older and his speech kind of started to went, I felt bad because he was talking to me and I, I wouldn't understand what he was saying. And I just kept having to ask over and over again. And I felt bad and I felt rude for having to do that. So it came to the point that I was just nodding, nodding and smiling like, yeah, I, I understood. And I eventually did tell him that I was like, I, I have to let you know, sometimes I have no idea what you're saying. And that actually made him step up and like work on his speech a lot more because he felt bad that I was struggling to understand him because 
he's he's with me all the time and he talks to me all the time so he stepped up and even knowing that he would come over to my house to take pictures before like a school dance or something and my friends would be here and he'd be trying to talk to them you could see they're kind of just like looking confused and he always said to me he was like I don't want people to ever have to ask you well what's wrong with him he was like I want to be a person that they don't have to ask that they can just see like I'm trying to get this out to you so it, it definitely put a damper on it for a little while but once he understood like this is a problem we need to fix it he got himself into shape and he pushed his mental health through it and he he fixed the issue it's really awesome to kind of see how you know your grand you were an advocate for your grandfather and your grandfather has I know been a huge advocate for you as well and it's really wonderful to see how those relationships coincide with one another because they are so important our family you know whether it's our chosen or given family, you know, they are so, so important to us. And so I think it's really wonderful that, you know, you get to have this opportunity to impact for him. So what does your grandfather think about, you know, you using his story uh, for your advocacy? Because obviously it is important, but I understand with a lot of people, it might be, might be sensitive. Well, I'll have to tell you, when I first picked Parkinson's, I called him and my grandmother and I was like, guess what? And they're like, what, what do you, what do you, like, what? It's a random Wednesday night, Why? What, what's wrong? I was like, I just picked Parkinson's as my social impact. And he and my grandmother were like screaming. They were so happy. They were like, that's amazing. Like they were just so, so proud, honestly, that I wanted to tell people about this because like, I, I don't know, they tell people about it all the time. They have to, people ask. And they know that I know what it is probably better than most people do because I've, I had to learn. I had to grow up and figure out what it was living with it around me. And they were just so proud of me that that's what I wanted to do is I wanted to spread awareness for people that were struggling like him. Wonderful. That's awesome. So as you mentioned, you are Miss Luzerne County's Outstanding Teen. So why don't you talk a little bit about what comes next? I mean, we, we talked about the serious stuff because, of course, that's important. But, you know, as a title holder, there are some glamorous, fun parts. What comes next for you as Miss Luzerne County's Outstanding Teen? As for events, I'm just trying to get out in my area, do what, do what NEPA is doing at the time just so I can see people and people can kind of see me and be able to ask questions and ask whatever they're interested in. And then coming up in the summer, we have Miss PA's competition. So that's states and that's pretty exciting because it's my first states, but at the same time, it's a little, little scary. What are you looking forward to the most on this Pennsylvania's Outstanding Teen? I know it's a, a long week. It's also a very nerve wracking and overwhelming week, but it is also a wonderful time. Is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to? probably just the experience. Like I said, my first pageant, I kind of was like, oh, oh, I I won? Okay, cool. What does that mean for me? Um, so getting to go there, I'm just excited to experience it all, see it all firsthand because I have heard about it before, but obviously I've never been there. So I'm excited to like, get to hang out with all the girls and work my butt off. All right. I mean, hey, that's great. All right. If you had to give one awesome piece of advice to a young woman who is looking to make change in the world, what would it be? Honestly, just be true to yourself. There are so many people out there that are just going to put you down and hate on what you have to say, but don't give up on what you believe and for other people. So if you feel very strongly about something, 
obviously take into consideration what other people's feelings are so you're not hurting anybody but do what like do what do you be you don't let other people define who you are awesome Ari it has been so wonderful having you Ladies and gentlemen, she's an absolute treat. So please make sure to follow her to learn more about Ariana's advocacy work and to follow her journey as she prepares to compete for Miss Pennsylvania's Outstanding Teen. You can find her on Instagram at Miss Luzerne County O Teen. Make sure to never miss an episode by subscribing to the Sisters in Sustainability podcast and check us out on Instagram at Sustainability Starts With You. And as always, remember that sustainability really does start with you. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening.